Hey everyone, welcome back for another episode of Vinyl Divers. I am your host, Anthony Mullen, and thank you for joining. Thank you for diving back in. If you're on the road, I hope I don't put you to sleep today. I'm going to bring the energy because, Jesus, I have not had a minute to rest because today we're not talking about a vinyl. We're talking music, but it's not about an album. It's about a, a fucking legacy, a quarter of a century long in the making, and it's been crazy. 25 years ago, some dude that was like, you know what? I want to do a festival. You know what? Shit. Let's do a festival that no one else has done before. And let's start. Let's let's make sure it goes to be the longest running American music touring festival in North America. Let's make sure that's that one. And we're talking about Warp Tour. And the reason I want to talk about Warp Tour is that, you know, it's a great big influence of music in my life. I, I can track the change and the interest in music and genres, the flow where it's been from Warp Tour. And it's I think if you're a musician, you play in bands and, and then you're that kind of person because like when my my one of my sister and some of my other brothers, they like they like music, but they're not into warp tour music. They're not into like the local scene. But I have one sister who is and she loves it and like she went to we went to warp tour this year with her and it, it blew her mind. I think if you're a musician and you play local and you support the local scene and you want to support other local bands without being able to without ha- being a being without having to drive across the country to support them warp tours where it's at because that's where the local bands would you know you were you weren't famous big like 30 seconds and mars big but you were a real big fish big when you could tour on warp tour you're on your way to being that big and I think that that deserves its own episode today, especially because I was just there and there's just so much about War Tour that just impacted me. What's cool about War Tour is, you know, starting 25 years ago, I don't think anyone believed it was going to blow up to where it was. It was it was supposed to be a small tour and I saw some of the original set lists and they were like maybe 10 people long back in 95. This is before Vans started uh, sponsoring it. After the first year, Vans became a sponsor and they became kind of like the headlining sponsor of like they co they co it they co uh, ran it or you know they paid enough as a sponsor to get their name on the tour. So we'll say they're that much. And when it first started off, it actually was just for like Scott was was honestly just for some punk like the punk scene and the Scott scene. But at that, there was always skate skate parks that they would have uh, travel and set up with them. And I remember being in high school and they would have acoustic acts and smaller shows but friends of mine told me that back in the 90s and the early 2000s when they went there was also wrestling matches touring with them there was comedy acts there was all kinds of interactive shit that I didn't even know about and I guess I can see that is why this year was maybe the last year is because from the 90s and early 2000s to when I started going the late 2000s 2010 2012 those years i saw i didn't you could definitely see a change from there so from the change from when i went to it in high school to now i could definitely see why they're ending it but they are announcing that there's gonna be a festival at the end of next year to kind of celebrate the 25 years and if it goes well i think it will become a standard yearly festival which i really think think would be great what i loved about war tour is that Warp Tour had so many bands, so many stages. And what what's cool about the stages and with the bands is that they threw everything at you. So when you're going to go to Warp Tour Day, it's it's a full event. And Warp Tour always knew how to bring bands from all different little subgenres and genres together when I was going to them. They started off with big bands back in the 90s like Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, No Effects, Bad Religion, Anti-Flag. Those are the big names that they started that were like always a staple. But by the time I went to a real by by the time that I was going to Warp Tour on the regular, it changed. It wasn't just some ska and punk show. I actually didn't expect ska at Warp Tour. My first time I went there, the only ska band there, I only saw two ska bands and they were on accident because I didn't know that Streetlight Manifesto was going to be there or the Westbound Train. For all I know, there could have been other bands there. So to get into this episode, I'm I am going to take a trip back to I was a f- freshman in high school and everyone has their war tour stories and everyone has their preparations. I think my, after I talk about my the first year there, 
you'll see that it became a very ritualistic on Warp Tour day. But to get to the ritualistic and the the true stories, I have to start off with how it started. So back in high school, I was like 14, uh, ninth grade. So I was fifth grade. I was 15, I think, at the time. Yeah, I would have been 15 because it was a it was a summer of ninth uh, after ninth grade. And I didn't I just gotten into ska, just gotten into punk and I heard about this thing called Warp Tour. I wasn't friends with Jay Cody yet to that extent where we were going to concerts all the time. And either he brought it up to me or somehow I heard that Streetlight Manifesto. Yeah, so I did know Streetlight Manifesto was going to play Warp Tour and I wanted to go. So my dad got me and uh, me four tickets for me and my friends. And he got a parent pass. And because we had a family member that did the VIP concerts for Darien Lake. And during this, my dad's like, I'll take you, whatever. So from where we would go to uh, go see, when from where Warp Tour is held in Buffalo, it's at Darien Lake. And when you see concerts there, they have like the regular amphitheater, but then off the side, they have a little VIP section. And as I learned in following years, you don't want to be in that little VIP section. That's kind of like to relax for a minute. You want to be up in the pit. And this is not where I was. So my first warp tour I saw, I was actually offset to the side. I only saw five bands that day because I didn't know that there was multiple concerts. When we first walked in, me and my friend or me, my dad and it was my dad brought me my friend Sean, um, a girl, uh, Sarah, I'm going to leave last names out, Sarah and another uh, girl named Kristen. And we all went, we walked in and we didn't really know what was up. And I didn't realize everyone was walking in the fields. And we went over to the VIP section where we thought our tickets were. We didn't realize it was a walk around festival thing. And the first warp tour, I spent literally sitting in this pavilion section in the VIP area in nice little chairs and just enjoying the side of a stage. And this is before they did the two main stages and the one main stage was in this pavilion area like they did this year. This is back where they split up the amphitheater stage. Those were the two side acts, the left and right side, that were like background stages. There wasn't one of the main stages. And it was only, I think they were 45-minute sets, though. So it was cool for that. But apart from it, all I saw was, I remember Straight Manifesto, Westbound Train, Jeffree Star. Only three bands I remember from my first one. And the only reason I know is Jeffree Star is because I was very confused when he came out on stage because I was so far away because I was not up in the pit that he came out dressed in a big, in a, uh, he came out, he came out dressed up in a bikini with long hair and from far away, I didn't realize it was a guy. And then when, who I thought was a female screamed very loud and deeply it shocked us. And I was like, oh, I remember that person. And I didn't realize who it was at the time, but it was Jeffree Star. And that was my first Warp Tour experience. I could see Streetlight Manifesto from far away, not even up close. And that was it. It was kind of, you know, I look back on it, it was really sad and kind of aggravating because I wanted to at one point get up and walk around, see what else was in the other area. But the girls didn't want to go there. My friend Sean was a was lazy as shit. He didn't want to, he didn't want to go anywhere else. He was hitting on one of the girls. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess we'll sit here and we'll watch it. And that was it. We left, half, we left I think, around like 4 or 5 o'clock during the day because my dad wanted to go home and watch some football game. And that was it. That was Warp Tour for me. And it really kind of aggravates me because I don't know what I missed. Now, fast forward a year. Fast forward to like two, three weeks later, me and, or my, me and now my, one of my best friends, Jay, we start going to every local show we can. Every show, every weekend was a new show. Every month there was one big show we went to, and every other weekend was a, another gig, another side venue, somewhere else we went to. About this time, Warp Tour is getting ready. I've now been to multiple ska shows. I see Real Big Fish is going to be playing. So we go over to his house, sleep over. We're going to wake up early. Now, obviously, you know, we're up all night long playing games and talk and we're watching TV. We're waiting. We're listening to music. We're getting, we're getting ready. We're prepping. We're getting our pre like stretches. Like we're like loosening up the day before because the next day we're going to go into the pits and everything. And we wake up early. Jay's mom decides to bring us at one o'clock, two o'clock. It misses the, we missed the first two hours of the warp tour. <laughs> we're real big fish played. <laughs> I was so mad that day. But during that, I got to experience a different side of Warp Tour. The side, experience that when people think of Warp Tour, that's what they are. It's you know we I I went from lit, sitting in a pavilion to seeing that there was seven stages, if not more, 
booths and tents full of merchant full of band merch, bands sitting everywhere talking to you, crowds. It was something unreal, and I did not expect. I did not think it was going to be this way. And the first band that I really like paid attention to it Warped Tour was um, all time not all time low All American Rejects. One of the first times I ever saw anything like this ever was all American all American rejects. I was walking away from one band from one, uh, one of the side stages, not uh, paying attention. And I was thinking I was making my way to a less than Jake tent or a real big fish tent. And out of the corner of my ear, I hear, uh, the song dirty little secret playing. And that right there was like, wait, what? I turned my head and I ran and some big dude, <laughs> Well, I probably wasn't that big because I was only like 16 at the time. I was small. I was, I wasn't, I, I, I was at Warped Tour this year and I'm like, holy shit, I'm that big dude that these kids are looking at going, put me up. And it was me. I'm like, oh man. And I was a little kid, little 16 year old kid. And some dude looks at me and goes, you want to go up? And I was like, okay, I don't know what's going to happen. Not realizing what was happening. I said, sure. Thinking he was going to like, I was going to see higher and he grabs me and throws me. And I start crowd surfing to all American rejects and halfway through, I look around and I just kind of slide my body down. And I know I'm now front row to all American rejects and I got to watch that front row. And I'm going to tell you, it was that right there was kind of like, that was at like two o'clock. That's when we first got there. We split up and I was like, well, that was, that was a kickoff for my day after missing Rubik fish. And it set off something else because after that moment, the minute warp tour is done, it's thinking, I can't wait till next year. That was what you always waited for. Is like, I can't wait for next year's Warp Tour because it's a ritualistic day of bands, hot, sweaty masses of people, music, crowd interactions that you wouldn't get at giant concerts because I was going to local shows, but I was never at a festival. And the only other big concerts that like Darian Lake I ever went to where they had crowds to this extent were um, Def Leppard, poison they were like rock they were like rock concerts or like country shows and there was like minimal crowd interaction at best there wasn't a lot of very like now you go to certain shows like i went to green day over the summer last year it's a lot of crowd interaction there but i went to like kiss a couple year a year or two ago and they put a great show but it was it wasn't crowd interaction like green day and warp tour is my first exposure to like a punk crowd or punk bands interaction and it, it was something unreal because you don't get that kind of experience. You don't get that level, that intensity, that that connection. You don't get that attention from a band like you do until you're crowd surfing and you show up front row and are either flipping them off or giving them the, the fucking devil fingers while you're wearing their t-shirt covered in sweat. And they look down at you and they're giving you the, the, hand, the, the rock on hands back and they're jamming. And that's what I got my first time in. Went in the pit, slid into this mess of people, trying not to like get crushed because I'd never been in a pit before like this. And it threw me on my, turned me on, get, threw me a 180, flipped me upside down. It was phenomenal. First year at Warped Tour, I walked away just blown away. And I can't remember what bands I saw. All I know is that All American Reject story. And it was great because every year it kept getting better. The ritual, the, I say the, the preparation for warp tour became the day before we ended up becoming turning them into parties every year we started throwing parties the day before warp tour and one of the last times we went we threw a fucking kegger like it's the college parties you hear about in you see in movies it was one of those where at four o'clock the ne- that morning we were sitting there going shit we better wake up in five hours we were there was points where we didn't think we were going to be going to Warped tour but we all woke up and made sure we did thanks to me I'll never miss a band at War Tour ever again. But the when you go on a war tour, what I love is that every time I go, I go in with the intention that if I can go see about four or five bands, I'm always going to leave finding another band that I love. And while I'm at War Tour, while I'm listening and looking for new bands, while I'm looking for all this, I remember the one year we went in. I have this actually, there's always, so okay, so my preparation for Warp Tour is, is very simple. I need to make sure I wear an old uh, a band t-shirt that I can do, could do cut off and do sleeveless or it's a light t-shirt that I know I'm going to rip the sleeves off while I'm in the show which I did follow this year and I always wear a khaki pair of Hollister Hollister shorts I think they are 
I love these cargo shorts because they're phenomenal because you can pack everything on the side. I couldn't wear them this year because last Warp Tour, they finally were destroyed. And they're covered in paint. And they're my Warp Tour shorts, and I always would wear them. And it's because I could keep all the band merch and any little giveaways and freebies because that's where you're getting Warp Tour. You're getting free packets of condom from the condom tent. You're getting free wristbands. You're getting stickers. You're getting buttons. You're getting a magnet. You're getting a phone case. You're getting everything. And it's it's all just everyone giving you free shit to advertise for their bands. And they're giving you CDs and samples. And I used to pack everything I could. It's kind of the one of the reasons, like, you know, pits kind of scare me at Warp Tour. Like, I love them, but my shit's going to be broken, I feel like, after it. A lot of, lost a hat in there once. I almost lost a hat this time. I feel like I almost lost a shoe this year, almost. It's kind of scary. I got, yeah, that that's right. I got a hat. I actually, side note, so this year at Warp Tour, someone, I really wanted a Real Big Fish t-shirt. I ended up getting the button down because I'm like, damn it, I wish I could have got like a nice hat too. I got the Hawaiian, like the the, the limited edition flash or, or uh, Hawaiian like tiki shirt. And out of nowhere in the less than Jake pit, I threw a bag of popcorn and in return for the bag of popcorn, someone tossed in the air a real big fish hat and I caught it. And I'm like, all right, fair out trade. A couple years ago, I got a free Vans hat that if you guys ever see Jay Cody, you'd be like, hey, Jay, what happened to that hat that Mullen wore back in like 2011 Warp Tour? He'll tell you about how I threw it in the crowd for no reason. And something just urged me to do it. Like, you got to toss this hat right now. You're not going to wear it. Guess what? Karma comes back to you. Five years later, I got a real big fish hat, right? <laughs> Shit comes, the energy you give out, you will receive. And this is a proven fact. It may not be right away, but it comes back sooner or later. And it did. And Warp Tour just is that. It is the, it is the, it's the concert where you're just going to be in a crowd and you, someone may just hit you with a bag of popcorn. You've got free popcorn now. It is the show where the one year I went to Warp Tour, uh, all in my nice khakis, or not my nice khakis, my beat up khakis and my band shirt, and you're rocking the headband and your bottles of water. And at one point, I smuggled in about ten cigars. Yeah, that was that was scary for me because I didn't know what they were gonna do and what they were gonna think the cigars were, and they were legit. Like, I spent about a hundred bucks on cigars the night before Warp Tour. Smuggled them in, smoked cigars the entire day at Warp Tour, <laughs> and it's the only day you're gonna do that. And guess what? Less than Jake's are also going to give people mohawks on stage, and you could be one of them. It almost was. Like, it's that kind of concert, and that's energy, and that's that experience and that life just movement that I think shapes musicians. Because I remember, I never want, I think I always wanted to play Warped Tour, but I realized that my bands never took themselves serious enough to be able to play Warped Tour. So I never lived in that. We got to be, we got to hit Warp Tour. We got to do the Battle of the Bands. I never got to that point. I never pushed myself there because I didn't feel like the extra stress for a band that never wanted to. But I, you can see that there are those local bands and there's one here they're called Toy Box Brigade. They got to play at Warp Tour for Buffalo because they're, they won. They got on the tour. They got, they had a friend that knew them that put them in the right connection and they got in it just for this one day. But they can say they played at the last Warp Tour. And it's stuff like that that you can see the local music scene that if you're in this pop ska and what it's turned into when I was in high school was more of a metalcore, post-hardcore, um, metal this this hardcore scene. There was like bands like Every Time I Die and uh, Motionless and White, uh, White Chapel, Devil Wears Prada, this kind of bands. They were all tossed in it. What I think is great is that it brings these local bands that drive. It helps you. It helps musicians go there and find that new music, that unheard of band that no one knows of, and the only reason you're going to be exposed to it is because of Warp Tour. And what's awesome is that I do have a rule of myself: is that if I'm going to go to Warp Tour, I'm going to spend money, and I'm not going to get my, mad at how much money I spend, but I'm going to get mad at the fact if I don't find a new band I've listened to or I found. And I've got a list here of some of the bands that I want to go into how awesome they are. I just want to let you know that these are some of the bands that have stuck out in my life that I still listen to because of Warp Tour. I would never have found these guys, and I don't think they would have gotten big without Warp Tour to turn, to blow them up. First one I'm going to say is I found them on accident, and it was it was out of nowhere. 
one of my favorite bands ever. I'm going to switch one up for you. I'm sorry. It's called Bailey Who. And they played a song called Evil Penguin. want to get too much into Bailey Who right now because I'm going to be talking about them a lot later this month because they're actually coming up to Lockport for a the Spring Lake uh, winery show called Rock and Reggae at the at the Vineyard. It's going to be phenomenal. But I'll say is that the reason I found these guys was on accident. It was this is a 2012 this is 2012 Warp Tour for sure and I actually found them at the weekend that I broke up with a girlfriend. So it's the only reason I remember they stuck out it's because of everything, the motion of events that I found these guys. I walked in because we showed up late because we got stuck in a line for parking. And as I come walking in, all the opener bands are just kicking off. And I just saw this band off stage. I didn't catch the name. I didn't know who they were. I didn't see anything. I just kind of remember the banner in the background for like their newest CD. And I remember it being this kind of like weird, like trippy, like sun and moon design. About an hour later, some dude walks up to me and goes, hey, you want to buy a CD? And I was like, oh, I don't have the money. I don't know. And I kind of like hummed and hoed. I did. Bought a CD. I assumed it was from the band I saw. And it was. And it's just because I caught them on accident. This band is phenomenal. I think I will promote this band to everyone I ever talk of music to. Everyone I think should listen to them. They have a phenomenal cult following. They have a phenomenal fan base. They're awesome for their bands. And it's because of Warp Tour. It's because... This this concert where I never would see them. They never toured in our area until apparently this month. In this like late 2018, are they coming up to Niagara like County, like Buffalo area? Up until now, they've never been out this way. And Warp Tour is, in my opinion, the only reason I ever would have known them. They would never have gone on my radar. It was they're this band that just is phenomenal. They're great, amazing presence. And Warp Tour just fit them. You know, they weren't this hard, heavy punk. They were this more reggae feel, and they fit in that ska vibe. And a lot of these bands actually kind of are ska-ish bands, but that's just because that's what I like. The next um, musician, the next artist I'll say that I like to share about is that how I found him. Again, a lot of these bands are all on accident bands. That's what I'm trying to promote right now is that you if I can ever leave a show being a fan of a new band, that's awesome. But a lot of these bands that I'm sharing right now are bands that I found on accident and I fell in love with. This artist, his name's G Easy, and he's now getting big. Like about a year or two ago, I knew him before he's big. When he was playing on the side small stage, I think Warp Tour 2014. I think he was the last Warp Tour I went to. Maybe he was. I can't remember. He's the same one as Be- uh, Beebs and Her Money Makers. So I think maybe it was 2014. So the last one I went to, I'm pretty sure it was 2015. And we walked in, and I, I, we just saw this guy up on stage just rapping. This year I had all the cigars. I Yeah, this year I smuggled all the cigars in. And I remember I'm lighting up a cigar, and I'm just literally watching him. And this guy comes up, and he starts rapping. And as he's rapping, he pulls in a trumpet. And his music is awesome. There's one song that really caught me that he played that made me go, whoa, who is this dude? It's called Run Around Sue. Here's my story, it's sad but true. It's about a girl that I once knew. She took my love, then ran around with every single guy in town. All right, so that was Run Around Sue. And for, for what it catches me is that I love the song Run Around Sue, as you guys know from a couple episodes ago. 
the fact that he takes it and does his own spit on it on the live performance. His brother was up there playing trumpet with him. He's rapping. He's killing it. And I think at that point, I didn't realize that rap was and hip-hop was a big part. And looking back on Warp Tour and previous artists, I did see Eminem and Black Eyed Peas and other hip-hop acts have done Warp Tour. And I was like, oh, okay, so this isn't a new thing. I never knew that was a thing. And I can. And it's funny, though, because as Chris has said on other shows and we talked about before is that I'm getting to the age where I start seeing music and phrases from my younger siblings. And I'm like, what is that? And g Easy is one of the new guys that all of them listen to. And I'm like, yo, I know him before anyone else knew him. And I'm like, I knew him back in the day. And it's just funny that, holy shit, this guy blew up. And I knew him before he was anybody. And it's just crazy to think. Uh, another artist that I, I just mentioned him before, the same show. The reason I, only reason I caught, they caught my attention was their actual outfits. And that's, I think, one thing that Warped Tour is you see a whole bunch of stuff at uh, the Buffalo Warped Tour. There's always this guy with this giant blow up. There's just iconic, like, just costumes and faces. And everyone, it, it's kind of almost like a, you know, it's a festival. And this band, they come walking around and they're dressed up like, they. you looked at them and said, that's got to be a ska band. They're covered in checker. They're covered in colors. Fucking shouting in your face. Like, not not verbally shouting, but like their appearance just shouts at you like, hey, look at us, we're a ska band. Like they load, they looked like the way the trumpets, they looked like how ska sounds. That's a perfect example. And I'm like, I, they gotta be a ska band. And I'm, I ran up and I was like, when, you guys set, when is your set playing? They're like, we're playing in two hours at this stage over here. And I'm like, I'll be there. Because I think you're a ska band. They said, you may like our music then. So, a couple hours run by. My friends are hanging out with G-Eazy at the time. And I'm like, guys, I gotta go. Um, there's this band playing and I want to watch it. And I turn around and there's the actual stage. So I went up and I, it's like 10 people in the crowd and Biebs and her money makers go up and they put on one hell of a show. And they played a song that I remember stuck out because it was like, ooh, it had this dirty brass sound. And it's called Jumpin'. So that's Jumping and like I said, like it's so energetic. It's so fun. She's got this like bluesiness to about her, but the horns, the um, saxophone player is actually a girl it goes on. She fucking is ripping it on the sax. She's awesome with that. And they catch her attention and they literally look like they're just a ball of fun. And it's one of those bands. Like I said, you see on acts and you catch a corner. eye, and you're like, what's that? And it just sticks with you. I love Beavs and her moneymakers. I've seen them three, two, no, Warp Tour, Warp Tour. And then I think I've seen it three times. Three times. She actually sells this amazing blueberry, blackberry hot sauce, this jalapeno sauce. And it's phenomenal. Some of the best I've ever had. And it's the band. It's, I bought it at um when they came, when she actually toured that next year with Real Big Fish and. Oh my god, is real big fish. Oh, this is real big fish, Bees Under Money Makers, and Five Iron Frenzy Five Iron Frenzy. I saw them when they came through. I actually bought her um the hot sauce from her and it was phenomenal there. I loved it. So I recommend if you go to her website, buy it. Uh, but like Bees Under Money, I only found them because I warped her on a side. And and this is one of the, I guess another side tangent. Today's just full of them. I'm okay with it. At Warp Tour, there are those moments that it's because it's a warp tour is why it's acceptable and why it will happen. And it's just, it's warp tour. So obviously you'll see your favorite band or musicians walking right by you and just hanging out. And I remember watching Biebs and she's put a great show. And then on the corner of my eye, I see this dude walking by in a Hawaiian shirt and a giant mutton chops. And I'm like, Oh no. So I turned around and I looked at him and it was Aaron. It was uh, Aaron Barrett from uh, Beretta. Brett from Real Big Fish, and I'm like, oh, chit, 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 chit. I run, I run, like run back to my friend Josh. He's sitting talking to Jeezy. I just kind of grab him by the back. I go, you're following me now. And I walk him right up to Beebs Under Money Makers, or not Beebs Under Money Makers, to Aaron Brad from Real Big Fish, and I'm like, we need to watch this band, or we need to meet this guy. He goes, who are you walking me up to? And I got a picture with him because of it, and it was just. 
obviously only Warped Tour is where he's going to walk by you on accident at the moment where another ska band's playing. And it's just one of those memories that oh, forever, whenever I think of Real Big Fish, I think of Warped Tour because I've seen them a couple times in person, like on their own headline tour, which they're phenomenal because they could do like an hour and a half set. Warped Tour, they're only limited to like five songs, technically three if you count their many versions of their one song. And, but it's, it's, it's Warped Tour and you're not there to listen to all their music. You're listening to there to kind of get a taste of them to be like, cool, I got them and I'm going to go to the next flavor. And that, that, that's the essence of Warped Tour. Another one of the bands that I, I caught on, I, I, I vaguely remember, but what's great is like the tangents of where the bands go. That one of my first years there, I actually saw this band called Tomorrow's Bad Seeds, and they did a song called Bad Seeds. It was super chill and laid back. It was before I was into reggae, and uh, take a listen right now. It's just, I, I caught them on accident. I, th- I had their CD for the longest time. I don't know why I had it. I must have bought it because I kind of liked them. And then it was gone. And then one day I found their CD again on accident. And I was I had it on my phone. I'm like, oh, I remember seeing these guys. I don't remember where or when or how it warped her, but I remember seeing them. And then because of them, on one of their CDs that I bought, which is the best, because back in the day, I used to leave Warped Tour like, 20 different CDs of bands. Now everything's just streaming on my phone. Um, now I leave with finals. It's kind of fun, but a little more scary when you didn't know when you don't know if you can go to your car or not to drop them off. And on the CD from uh, tomorrow uh, from Tomorrow's Bad Seeds is this one song that they did, and they had the rapper Watsky on it. And because I liked how he rapped, I went through and found all of Watsky's other music. And I like Watsky individually. He's phenomenal crazy rapper and it's just it's that uh, by chance you find bands that you never think you'd see the last band though that i gotta talk about i gotta i'm gonna talk heavily and i'm gonna talk more in depth about them on a future episode because i actually bought their vinyl this year and it's a band that me and chris were walking by and it's just one of those like it just their music just caught us off guard and we're like well who are these guys or girls and we sat there watching and we're like shit they actually can play really good like or not really they can play really good shit they like we like it like it's really good and they're called Dalskins, and this is their song ring it out ring me out Dalskin, it's a four-piece group, um, drummer, bass, uh, lead guitar, and just kind of guitar in general, more of the leads, it seems. And then they have the vocalist who also plays guitar at times. And they're all four females or four girls that they fucking jam. They they catch your attention because they all have like this, uh, they all have a different like uh, dye or like vibrant hair dye hair of their they each have their hair dyed in vibrant, different vibrant colors. So it's kind of like, oh, wait, all right, you caught my attention. Like your hair and your music sounds awesome. They, this girl, she can do this hard screams, but then she can also sing. And then you see she's jamming on guitar. And then there's another girl jamming. And you're like, whoa, it catches you. And you're just like, that's awesome. They have a great stage presence. They, they, it, it's cool. And, we're, and the only reason we saw is that me and Chris were walking by and just out of the corner of eye. We're like, and it's just crazy. They're great. They put on a phenomenal show. So much that me and Chris actually finished out watching their set 
And then we actually saw that they were doing a signing, a meet and greet, the following hour. And at first we were like, well, we don't want to go wait in the whole line for an hour. So we were walking around and we were like, we'll make our way back. And when we made our way back, we waited in line for about, I think, like 15, 20 minutes still. Just hanging out, talking. We were watching some other bands. And that's what's kind of cool is that all these meet and greets and interactions are all where all the other bands are. So while you're waiting in line, it's not like you're bored in a parking lot or in the hot sun. It's more like hot sun, but you're in the grass, you're in line, you're, the music's also all happening around you. You didn't have to leave part of the festival. You're still in the middle of it. And I actually met them actually picked up their uh, their first CD. So if you go to see their music, there's two albums. There's one with a girl holding something, like pink. And then there's the other one where like all their faces, it's the four girls on the cover. That's one I picked up. And it's phenomenal. It's great. Great music, great songs. I love, it's a mix of like this metal corey, but pop punk post hardcore still. But then this girl's vocals, she sings Led Zeppelin. Not on the album, live. She does a cover of A uh, Whole Lot of Love. Oh my God, this fin- that's what sold me on them. Like they caught my attention in general, but then when they when she did the solo for Whole Lot of Love and she had the voice of she killed it, and the girl playing lead was freaking pound pound the freaking Jimmy Page. It was amazing. I'm like I gotta get their album. They were great. I gotta meet them. I gotta take a picture with them. They're phenomenal. Really can't express enough. And I think that's one of the things I'm sad about. Is that Warp Tour is ending. The tour is ending. They said that they're going to be doing a, a festival still, but the tour is ending. And the tour is what made it so that you can go to Warp Tour and find these bands, these these small nobodies. I'm not saying that they're nobodies, but these small bands that you would never know about, you wouldn't hear about, or maybe you can't, maybe you know one of their bands. But even when you're waiting in line to walk in this year, a lot of these bands that you wouldn't n- normally go out of your way to go see. They have their signs. Hey, do you like, and it's like, listen to us. If you like um, Real Big Fish, Less Than Jake, and Money Money Boss Tones, but also a day to remember. So you can, they're, they're trying to sell you themselves while they're there playing. And it's still a fight and grind. And that's where these bands that they're still, they're not in the game yet. They're just starting out. They didn't, they didn't win yet. They're, they're still, they're still new. They're still noobs and they're fresh at it. And they're fighting as much as they can. And they're hungry. And this Warped Tour, I feel, is that that's the place where those bands went to to grow. That's where you kind of showed yourself that if you could pull off Warped Tour and you toured with them for multiple dates and you were on it for a good lag of it and you were on next year, that's how you became grown. And obviously, you don't have to do Warped Tour. But in my eyes, that's kind of the, one of the things that I looked for the bands that were on Warped Tour. That's who I wanted to listen to because that's who I was going to see. And I went out of my way to find those local bands. It's sad that Warped Tour is ending because, you know, I hope another tour will pick up where they do that. Maybe it's not going to be as big as Warped Tour. Maybe it'll start off and just be one stage again. But maybe it'll do like the local bands touring around. And I hope that's what will happen. I hope someone will do this. I would do it if I had the money. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. BICBP Warped Tour. Figure it out. And not maybe not the Warped Tour. It's probably licensed. Anyway, Warped Tour is going to be doing a festival from what they're saying. There's been nothing confirmed yet, but what I what I hope is that they do one central festival and and an easiest location where everyone can get to, and that because it's one date, they'll bring back those big names like Green Day, Blink, um, Green Day, Blink, and I'm going blank on other bands, but you know what I'm talking about. I hope they bring those back because it's hard for those big bands to do Warp Tour. They're not getting paid as much as they would on their own tour, so I understand that kind of stuff. Anyway, that's my warp tour ex- or farewell extravaganza episode. I love it so much. And by the way, a friend of ours from the network has been harassed on social media by a Matthew Sutton. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. On the warp on the warp tour. Anyway, that's my warp tour rant. I love warp tour so much, and I'm gonna sad to see it go, but. If it's feasible, I'll be there at the next reunion somehow or somewhere. Anyway, everyone, thank you for checking me out. Go check out the bands I just did shout-outs to. I advise, recommend, go listen to them. Go download their music. Go buy it. Go support them. Get me on social media at Vinyl Divers Podcast on Instagram. Get me on Twitter, Vinyl Divers Pod. Get the network, the BICBP network on Instagram. And we'll see you next time.
Here's the Warp Tour.
glasses. So me. I want to slow down, man. I can fuck it. Chicken. Okay, everybody sing along all at once, okay? Click it, fool. Thank <laughs> you. 